Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salicata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Knicks and Heat. Game six tonight. I told you I was at the Garden for game five. That's why I, talk, I took off on Wednesday. And I wish I could feel more confident. I was very confident in game five that the Knicks were going to win. I did not think they were going to go down like that at home. Although, you know, as the Heat started to creep closer and closer, and, and that game should have, the Knicks should have smoked them the entire way. But the Heat started the battle back. I'm like, oh my God, are they really going to blow this game? Anyway, I don't feel. After Game 5, confident that the Knicks are going to win this Game 6. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping it's at the very least a competitive game. Looking forward to watching it with whoever wants to show up uh, tonight. That's our little watch party there. I know, uh, like we said, we had uh, a few people already. Big Zoo's going to be there. Taco Frank, Hector, uh, Graveyard Mickey, uh, among some others. But anyway, I'm looking forward to watching the game. You know, like I would a playoff game in a series. This is great. This is why even down 3-1, you don't get scared to go to the game. You go to the game. Or you watch the game with hope that it's going to continue. And obviously it did. The Knicks win. Now, you know what? They got to go steal one. They got to steal one. Once they lost game one, unfortunately, you knew they got to have to win one in Miami. Well, now's their last chance. Go steal one in Miami and bring it back home Monday night, which will be unbelievable at the world's most famous if, in fact, there is a Game 7. But I don't feel confident with the Knicks. You know, they, they miss quickly. Grimes can be that guy because he stepped up and knocked down some big threes in Game 5 for him. You know, they had a couple of bring-your-house-down or bring-the-house-down threes. RJ, Jalen, and the place was, was going absolutely nuts. But it was too much. You know, we know they don't have enough shooting. And it was too much Julius one-on-one. Julius early on, especially not passing enough, but he started to pick that up a little bit later on in that game. They're just they're reckless with the basketball. They're sloppy. They're not clean and crisp, which I feel like you need to be in the postseason, although I guess today's NBA is completely different from the way that it was in the 90s, where if you didn't respect each possession, you were screwed. It's different now. You look around, just you know, even the league at some of the best teams in the league. How do the, like how do the Suns get smoked by thirty down thirty points at halftime in an elimination game at home? How is that possible with the talent that they have? 
I mean, they lose by 25 points in Game 6 elimination game at home. That is pathetic. And, you know, you, you see what happens with the Sixers. At home, a chance to move on. And the Sixers lose. It was a close game, but the Sixers lose to the Celtics. I mean, look, this is what happens in series here. Up and down, back and forth. Well, maybe the Knicks could tie this thing up and bring it back to the world's most famous for a Game 7 on Friday night. 877-337-6666. Mark is calling from Seaford. What's up, Mark? Hello? Hello. What's up, Mark? Listen, I can't wait to hear you with Evan tomorrow, number one. Thank you. Number two, how do you feel about the Jets and the Bills opening night or opening Monday I like night? It. I like it. Really? I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I like it. Well, why would you want? You want the Giants? Uh, well, listen, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm not really thrilled about the Giants and the Cowboys opening Sunday night. That kind of yeah, Why me. do the Giants and Cowboys play every freaking opening week, it I, seems? like Sal, 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 it's killing me. I, you know what? The teams don't even have an identity yet, and which is my concern about the Jets and the Bills, too. There's no identity yet, but you're going to play your division rival week one. I hate that. You know, that's an interesting point, Mark, that I was overlooking until you just said it. I know once we get into the season, it's always like it takes now, especially the way that they treat the preseason, it takes three or four weeks to really figure out who these teams are. Maybe that plays to the Jets' advantage early on when they have a tough schedule with the Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, and then the Chiefs. You know, the Giants have a little bit of a softer schedule to a certain extent. They got the Cowboys and Niners in there, but they got the Cardinals and Seahawks as well. well we only seven home. We only seven home games. Well, I'm the talking Giants, about the first the, the first few games. The, it's crazy though. The Giants have less home games this year than any other team. Now wait, why? What do you mean? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Got eight them games. Up. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at eight. Am I not? Am I missing it, something? But eight out of seventeen is we're we're less. You know. Oh right, well right. It's going to happen though when you have the odd amount of games now. Yeah. Oh, right, right. That. Which again, the, this the, the, listen, the league's got to fix that, which I'm sure they will at some point. They, they well, want to add an extra game. Well, you know they're going to go. Listen, it's going to be eighteen games at some point, Sal. You know that. No, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the schedule. It's dude. It's out of control. What I will say is, I don't like coming out of the gate with the Cowboys. If I'm the Giants, it's not that I'm afraid of the Cowboys. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. To be saved. I want that. I want that to be saved. How many times has it happened in the last ten years? Too often. It's a constant. Too- it's way too often. And again, the identities of teams are not even set yet. And again, I don't. Know, I don't know what the Giants are going to do this year. I hope they're going to be better or, or as good as they were last year. I think the Jets are going to be good, but starting with the Bills, I don't know. Do you want the Jets starting with the Bills? You're a well, Jets fan. Other- I know you're a Jets fan. No, no, I'm not actually a Jets fan. I actually grew up a Falcon fan, but I am rooting for both the Giants. Oh, that's and right. Jets. You're right. You're a Falcon fan. You're right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, my bad. I'm but, sorry, but no, no, that's okay. That being but, I, but, said, yeah, good. If you're a Jets fan, will you want them starting with the Bills? I, I, I don't well, know. I mean, I who, who are you going to start? I mean, you got to play them at some point. Thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate you checking. You got to play them at some point. I'd rather. I mean, see, the the Patriots would be the equivalent to the Cowboys for me. Right, like the Jets Patriots matchup. I wouldn't want to burn that week one. Although they play them week three. 
Giants, Cowboys, I like to preserve those. And I know the Giants and Eagles will play two games later in the year. But I'd rather play the Eagles. I'd especially coming off of last year. I'd rather see Giants Eagles week one than wait till Christmas to play Philadelphia and then the final week of the season. I don't care where the game would be. I'd rather have that one up front and save the Cowboys. I don't know. Either way, from the Jets' perspective, I'd rather the Bills, though, than what I thought. See, I was expecting, because of the rumors, that we were going to get Giants and Jets week one Monday Night Football. So I was happy to see that we weren't getting that. That I definitely didn't want. Thomas is calling from Henderson. What's up, Thomas? Hey, what's up, Sam? A great fan of yours. Thank you, Thomas. How are you? Yeah, big time. I want to talk about Jalen Brunson. I think the Knicks are winning game six. Easy. I think with the momentum, Jalen Brunson is going to drop 40. Okay. Agree to is that, that it? Or no? no, I, I, think I mean, I like, I like Brunson. Uh, he had a, obviously he had a monster game playing the entire game. I think it's going to take a lot for the Knicks to – look, they need to play a much cleaner game. Brunson will have to play like that, plus Randall will have to be cleaner, plus they're going to have to play a little bit better defense. They, they were better rebound of the basketball in game five as opposed to games three and four. Dude, Miami is a problem, though. They pass the ball so well. They're so well coached. Uh, Jimmy Butler can go off at any moment. I, 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 don't, I can't confidently say I think the Knicks are going to win this game. Oh, I, I hear that, man. I hear that. But I, I really think uh, Jalen Barnes is going to pull through this game for the Knicks. I think he's going to show up in, in game six and carry the Knicks. I don't know about game seven, but, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson is a real stud. I think he may be, like, probably the most stepped-up player this uh, postseason. Maybe the most valuable first team. Do you agree on that? I don't know about that. I'll tell you that he's been the best Nick, and thank you for the call, Thomas. He's been the best Nick. Uh, that they've they've had in a very very long time, very long time. Like before Melo, he's better than Melo. He's more important to the Knicks than Carmelo Anthony was. It's not to knock Melo again. I'm just giving you a reference point. So Brunson, and we know he's not 100 percent healthy, but he's still going out there and being a warrior, playing the entire game and playing well. He is the reason why they lost game one. That's the problem. And he admitted it after they, not admitted, he took accountability. It's not like he, there was anything to admit. I and mean, he had to take accountability. We all watched it. We know what happened. He wasn't very good in game one. If he plays his game in game one, the Knicks are up 3 2. He's going to have to do what he did in game five. And they're going to have to get contributions from RJ. From Randall, I mean that's standard now. They, they, the Knicks need those three guys. They don't have any bench. They need those three guys. Can Brunson drop forty? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to bet against them, but that's a lot on the road like that. They need a similar performance from Brunson, RJ, and Randall. Maybe minus the turnovers from RJ and Randall. They probably need a little bit more from Grimes. And Toppin gave them some good minutes as well. Probably need a little bit more from Grimes. You know who was awful in Game 5? Josh Hart was awful in Game 5. He has been, actually he's been really bad the last couple of games. But he was awful in Game 5. 
unsure of himself, passing up open shots, passing the ball at awkward times. Josh Hart was terrible. I know they played nine minutes, but that was some brutal. Nine, that was a brutal nine minutes of basketball. The bloom is off to Josh Hart Rose. Now, I like his mentality. I like his makeup. He's got to pick it up. I don't know what, what is going on with Josh Hart. Mike is calling from Tampa. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. Uh, I called you twice in the past after the last two uh, Yankee exits from the playoffs, and you, you're always able to put things in perspective. But I know it's early, but uh, I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, all right, we got Judge for eight years. and Not that he's the problem, man. We're, maybe we'll win another 90 games and another early exit in the playoffs. Uh, and your, your thoughts on that? That what now? Thoughts on what? Exactly? Just on. I mean, do we? Is I mean, I'm down here in Tampa, so I always get picked yeah. on by the by the Rays fans, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, is this is this team? I mean, have they done anything in the off season to 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 put a better product on the field? I mean, the Yankees. It's, it's just yeah. Well, I mean, they they didn't. Adding Carlos Rodon was supposed to make them better, but we haven't seen him, and who knows when the hell we will see him with the chronic back issues. So they didn't necessarily do anything to make the team better. Obviously, they brought back Judge. That was the big move. You were hoping to get a full year of Harrison Bader. You know, they traded for Bader, and then he was hurt last year until the postseason. Now he's back, and he looks good. I don't think that they did anything to take themselves to another level while other teams around them got better. However, Yankees full strength, even the Yankees now, they, they're still, even when they're bad, they're good. They still find ways to somehow win ball games and win series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Oakland. I mean, I mean, that's like a that's like a a minor league team. I mean, I know they're Agreed. all professional athletes, but I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you're right. Uh, it's, it's just. Well, let's um, see what happens here. And no, yeah. you, I mean, look, if yeah. they get if they get smoked here in these next three games, and I got Garrett Cole going tonight. If the Yankees right. lose two of these next three, then I'd start to worry about the division. I know it's way early, but now you're you're buried behind the Rays, and you don't see the Rays again until early August, which is a problem. You know, the end of July, they, they face them July 31st when the Rays come back to the Bronx on that Monday, July 31st. They play them for three games, um, and then they wrap up the season series at the end of August. So they only see the Rays after this six more times. That's the deal with the new balance schedule. Hard to right, gain right. 10, 11 games without seeing them head-to-head. And the Yankees have Bader back. He was there for their last series over the weekend. Yankees have Judge back. Yankees have Garrett Cole going. Well, they, 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 Yankees really need to take three or four here to at least get themselves back into this division race. Anything less than three out I of agree. four, yeah, it's, it's just not good enough. Yeah. yeah. And they already lost the first one, Mike, and thank you for the call. They already lost the first one, so they're up against it. But I still believe the Yankees could do it. Just when you feel like you could count them out, oh, here they go, they go out there and – watch them win three. And even if they won two of the next three, obviously it's not ideal, but you take that as opposed to getting buried, losing three or four overall. But it's not like we're looking at this team and saying, oh, they're completely banged up. Yeah, they're missing John Carl Stanton now. He's always out, though, for an extended period. Who are they missing? Josh Donaldson, in addition? He stinks anyway. Carlos Rodon? I mean... He's got chronic back issues. Who knows when we're going to see him again? He can't be the difference maker for this team, at least not right now. 
So while it's not ideal with the exact team that Brian Cashman put together in the offseason, they still have enough there to be able to go compete, even with the Red Hot Rays. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side, whatever it is that you want to discuss on this now Friday morning, the early morning before Game 6, which will take place tonight in Miami. Do the Knicks have another one in them? Can they get a big road win? Shock the world. I wonder what the line is. i got to check Superbook Sports. i got to assume the Knicks are, well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say the Knicks are six-point underdogs. Uh, and it's just a guess that I'm not good with, the M- good with the NBA. Look at that. I'm almost right on. Five and a half. I'm checking it out right now at Superbook Sports. Miami is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't really bet the NBA lines, but I was just, you know, I see some of them. And I used to do it, so I know enough about it. But the Knicks are underdogs. Understandably so. Jimmy Butler basically said if he plays all 48 minutes, the Heat are going to win. We'll see if he could do that. I doubt that that will be the case. Maybe maybe so. And he played 43 in Game 5. We'll see if Butler plays the entire game. And we'll see if he could stick to his kind of guarantee, prediction, whatever. Think about this big picture. When was the last time the Knicks had a playoff game this big? Game six now. 3-2. Second round. Like a legitimate chance to win this series. I know people aren't looking at it like that. But they could win this and get it back to the Garden for a game seven. They're one win away from flipping this series upside down. After being down 3-1. 3-1 seems bad. Not good. But it's not as bad as it seems, especially if you have game 5 and 7 at home. Can they, though, get game 6 in a place where they have just played horrible basketball and have really been running out of gym two straight games in games 3 and 4? Better coach Miami team. Dominant player in Jimmy Butler that could just take over a game and put the Knicks away? Or will we see more of what we saw on Wednesday night? Jalen Brunson, RJ, Julius, Quentin Grimes. I can't wait for it. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal, kind of back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going till 2 a.m., Michael Flegelman. Fleegs will take you through the overnight as he's been doing all week long. Whatever it is you want to discuss here, we got the Knicks game six tonight. You've got the Mets struggling. The Yankees lose again to the Rays. And there's an important three games coming up here for the Yankees, specifically tonight with Cole. they got to get a win here tonight and then hope to still be able to win this series going into the weekend. Boy, the Mets just need a win to stop the bleeding here. Think about this. The difference from where we were a year ago with this Mets team, where they barely lost series, now they have lost five straight, 
Nationals, Braves, Tigers, Rockies, and Reds. You're talking about outside of the Braves, some of the worst teams in the league. And now they take on the Nationals. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. It's that they have been awful themselves. Man. 877-337-6666. James is in Bergenfield, New Jersey. What's up, James? Hey, Sal. How's it going, man? How's everything? Good, James. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Uh, just honestly, you know, going into tomorrow, game six, one thing that I really have hated about this Knicks team the entire year is they don't value the basketball enough, um, considering that they can't really shoot the three-point ball. So that's kind of, you know, that's why we're down 3-2 in my opinion, and I think it's been a big issue going forward. Agreed 100%. First of all, you should always value each possession. I respect the basketball, respect the possessions. You should always do that. But especially when you have a team that can't shoot, and they can't. <laughs> my goodness, it drives me up all. I'd rather – see, the Knicks are a dumb team. They, they play a lazy style at times. They don't protect the basketball. I'd rather have a smart team, guys who are buttoned up, playing hard, keeping their – feet in bounds, protecting the ball, being aware of the surroundings on the court than a team that has all the skill in the world. Obviously, the Knicks don't have either. They have some talent, but they got to be smarter uh, than, than the way that they've played here. Right, and I think the Knicks, like, they play that way because it's the temperature of the league to play that way, but uh, they're, they're a little behind the eight ball in that sense. Um, a question that I had for you, though, Sal, I, I just tuned in in the last uh, half hour of the show I want to know where the watch party is tomorrow because I got a couple of crazy Knicks fans from Bergenfield, New Jersey that want to come and join in. So I just want to go. Yeah, do it, James. I'll love to see it. It is going to be at 7 p.m. at Lucy's Cantina, which is on 34th and 8th. Okay. Got it? Mm -hmm. Lucy's. Yeah, I'm literally typing it in right now to the safari. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we got it, – it's it's right by Penn Station there. So we've got uh, a couple of tables set. I don't know if we're going to need both or not. I, I really don't know because I can't – you know, you if you call and ask about it, it kind of makes it a little more clear. I know we've got probably close to 10 people, I would think, uh, that I know that are confirmed for sure. But we'll be set up to hold a little bit more than that. But basically, it's just me watching a game with you guys. I, I want to go to the bar, watch a game. Whoever wants to come, more than welcome to come hang out and have some fun as hopefully we watch our Knicks uh, win game six. So it's Lucy's Cantina on 34th and 8th, right near the garden there. All right, awesome, Sal. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call those Bergenfield Bears. You know how they get crazy, and we'll, uh, we'll try to get over there and watch the Knicks game. Looking forward to it, James. I'll see you, I'll see you hopefully later on tonight, all right? Awesome, man. Thanks, Sal. Thank you, James. Yep. I mean, look, this is a huge – one of the reasons why I wanted to go out and watch this game is because, obviously, the enormity of it. It's a, it's a huge game. I remember when I was living in the city before I met my wife and, you know, single living in the city and going out and watching some of the big Met games, like in 2015. And it was just, it's cool to be out in the city watching at a bar. It's something that I never did in my life, really. And then it was a fun experience in those years. And with the Knicks, I mean, when was the last time they had a huge game like this? And if they're on the road, obviously you're not going to it, or at least the majority of people aren't going to it. And plus, I just happen to work, you know, like I said, I'm filling in for Craig tomorrow. I'll be in with Evan. So the schedule fits. And I don't want to leave the city at 6.30 or whenever it is the show actually ends. I don't know if it's 6.20 or whatever. don't want to leave the city and then be in between on the way home, sitting in traffic, listening to it, whatever. You know, 
and then and then come home for it. So I'm might as well go out. So if I go out, why not invite some of you guys if you want to come hang out? I don't care. If it were an eight o'clock start, maybe it'd be different. Or eight thirty, I just come home, or I'd do something on Long Island. But for this particular case, I'm going to be in the city anyway. Might as well watch the game and then come home. Make a thing of it. Rocco's calling from Saratoga Springs. What's up, Rocco? Hey, Paisan, how you doing, my friend? Hey, I wish I could be down in the city and watching the game with you guys. Unfortunately, I'm all the way up here in Saratoga. I would have been there, Sal. Back in the day, I was there. More guys should show up for this. Good time. That's going to be a good time. I think it will be. be It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Hell, I wish I could be there. I want to hear if Omar better be there. Omar yeah. in Brooklyn better be there. He's been, he said he was going to be there because he guaranteed a Game 5 win. We were in lockstep on that one. He said he'd be at Game 6. I better be seeing Omar in Brooklyn at that uh, watch party tonight. Hey, hey, Sal, it's all about Jimmy Butler, the Heat. Come on, let's face it, right? It's about Butler. Yeah, the Knicks are shooting like like dogs, but it's a hustle team. They're not the smartest team, but they are a hustle mm. team. And that's all you can ask for the guys to go out there, play some ball. Maybe it's a little street ball they're playing, and, and maybe it's not smart all the time, but it's a hustling, exciting team. Hey, Sal, when's the last time we've had the Knicks in the playoffs? So let's not anyone bitch about, you know, come on, right? Well, you know? I mean, they were in the playoffs two years ago, but they got beat in the yeah, first round, as you on. know. But, yeah, you I get it. They were uh, toast then, right? They were toast. Right. I, I they weren't going anywhere. Well, team, I actually thought they were going to beat the Bulls. somewhere. This, this yeah, well, young, I mean, yeah, it'll go where exactly? They, you think where, we don't know. Them? You never know in the playoffs, right? You got to. Well, right be now, in. I'm just hoping gotta, it's like, not they, going home. Got to be in it to win it. They're in it. They okay. are in it, and they're in, and they're in the second round. And you should not take it lightly. And thank you for the call, Rocco. Love the passion. Too bad you're not gonna be able to make it down tomorrow, or tonight. Now, um, yeah, I mean, this is a special thing here. The second round of the postseason, three-two. I know a three-one series feels different than two-two, but it was gonna be two-two. Somebody was gonna be up three-two, right? Even if the Knicks even that thing up, let's say they lost Game Five, it's a series now. It's always been, but the Knicks kept it going and now have a huge game six tonight. My issue or worry is not even Jimmy Butler as much, although I do think that he's the, you know, obviously the type of player that could just take over a game. The Heat live and die by the three. And, you know, when they're Duncan Robinson hitting five threes the other night, but Kevin Love was an offer. When they're knocking them down, the Knicks are going to be in trouble, whether it's Vincent, whether it's Love, Martin, Lowry. I mean, they have a bunch of guys, obviously Butler, and they have a bunch of guys that can knock down the three. And in their home building, I feel like it's a lot worse for the Knicks. Home crowd, you know, maybe more, just more comfortable setting, whatever. And I feel the opposite, where the Knicks, clearly on the road, you know, they've struggled. They struggle shooting, period. But at home, especially in Game 5, they were a lot better, hitting some big threes. Knicks basically need exactly what happened in Game 5 to happen again. And I just don't know if that's going to happen on the road. they got to protect the basketball a little bit better, too, of course. But... I don't know if that could happen on the road like that. Out-rebound them. Shoot 
decently enough and hope that Miami misses? Because Miami's had some open looks, and they're just missing them. Louie is calling from Wayne. What's up, Louie? What's going on, Sal? How you doing? How are you, Louie? I'm doing all right. I just want to call on and talk about the Yanks. Go ahead. I mean, this team is just so uninspiring. We're pathetic. We can't hit the baseball. I mean, I don't know if you watched the game tonight, but we had four total hits, two garbage runs in the ninth inning. And so I'm getting tired of it. It's, we obviously see no movement from the upper management, whether it's Boone or Cashman. They keep saying it's a championship operation, but we're getting four hits, two of which are coming from Bowers, who's a triple-A guy. Judge right. is striking out three times. Volpe can't hit the baseball. Uh, well, I mean, are and you going to credit the Rays pitching? Are you going to credit the Rays pitching at all or no? And I'm fine if you don't. But I'm just curious where you stand on that. I'll credit Rousin. Rousin's a very good pitcher. He could very well win the Cy Young. I mean, they've just been pathetic all season, though. I'm just – tonight's game really just was the icing on the cake for me. I'm just – Well, it's frustrating. It. It's frustrating that they can't score. Look, Rasmussen is good. The Rays are good. That's part of the problem here. And, I mean, look, how would you fix it if you're the Yankees? They have Volpe there. They have Judge there. Rizzo, LeMayu, Glaber, Bader, Trevino. Like, it's almost the full Yankee lineup. How do you fix this exactly? It's not just a John Carl Stanton problem, Louie. No, you're absolutely right. It's not. I mean, even, like, we need Oswaldo to kind of figure out his bat. We need Volpe to become a little more consistent. I know he hit the Grand Slam yesterday. And that was awesome. I mean, I'm very excited to see what he'll do for the future. But right now, I mean, I don't know. His bat's been a little shaky. Oswaldo's bat's been a little shaky. For the little bit we played Peraza, his bat's been a little shaky. Right. I love what Rizzo's doing. I know Judge has got to get back in the swing of things. Well, that's I know the there's a lot of time. We're just in May. But I don't know. We're in a very tough division. And I expected more out of this team. So to see us at the bottom of this division is just, <laughs> excuse me, it's just not what I expected. There is a lot of time, Louis, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. There is a lot of time left. However, this weekend is important. They need to, at the very least, take two of these next three against the Rays. At the very least. Cole on the mound tonight, so that helps. See, the problem is that it really just comes down to Volpe being better and finally kicking it into gear and becoming the player that they expected. He has not been that guy. He's hitting 200 here. He's he's off to a slow start. He's shown some signs, and I really do think could be an impact player for him, but he's off to a slow start. Judge coming back, 0 for 4, 3 strikeouts. Like, how are you going to win if you're the Yankees with Volpe and Judge atop the order not doing anything? Not to mention the others not getting the job done. But those two in particular, LeMayu, yeah, he has been better this year, but LeMayu should be hitting 320, not 270. You're talking about a difference of 50 points, at the very least 300. So LeMayu has been a disappointment. Glaber inconsistent. Well, they're, they're just, something's been off with this team. Bader coming back has been a huge difference. And once Judge, you know, it's funny how the Yankees could look like a completely different team when Aaron Judge starts hitting some more home runs. But Judge has been part of the problem here. Six homers for Aaron Judge is nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough.
I don't care how many games he's missed. Six for Aaron Judge at this point in the season? That's a major disappointment. Major disappointment. That's part of the problem. When you look at the Mets and Yankees' struggles, it's not just injuries. It's guys who have the track records. It's the big guys atop their order that are disappointing. Judge, Volpe, Lindor, Marte, Scherzer, you know, Rodon, obviously, we haven't seen him at all. Those guys got to produce. The baseball reference page says they will, outside of, you know, Volpe, the rookie, of course, but you know what I'm talking about. But will they? And if they don't, do either of these teams have a chance? Probably not. Now, I will say, as bad as it is for the Yankees, it's not that bad in comparison to the Mets, for example. Yankees still over 500. They're more of a product of their great division than their own issues. They're kind of trying to keep their head above water until they get fully healthy, whenever the hell that's going to be, if ever, and then go from there. And maybe have Tampa Bay come back to the pack. Tampa Bay out to a 30-9 and start, which is just ridiculous. 30 wins already at this point, when nobody else is even close. Braves have 25, and that's the next best. Baltimore's got 24 in second place. I mean, that's crazy. You know what's frustrating, especially from the Mets' perspective? Why is it that every other team makes it look so easy to be consistent, but the Mets can just never do it? A franchise that has only twice in their history had back-to-back postseason appearances. I, I don't understand it. But the Braves could go out there, and they could just keep on rolling. Didn't skip a beat from last year. They got beat, embarrassingly so, in the first round of the postseason. What happened to them? They lose a top free agent. They arguably be a be- or better this year. And the Mets are under 500. Anyway, the Yankees will be fine. It's just a matter of how good, legitimately, is everybody else in that division. Is this Baltimore? Is this what the Rays are? Are the Red Sox that good? Because if that's the case, then the Yankees are going to be, they're going to have an issue here all year long battling with these teams for a postseason spot. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Since I called out uh, Mickey the Gravedigger for emailing me a ton, I've gotten two emails in in that time. So I'm sure there's nothing to worry about tonight. I'm sure it'll be fine uh, when, in fact, we do see him uh, for our little Knicks gathering later on for Game 6. Before then, though, I'll be on with Evan tomorrow afternoon in for Carden. So I actually got to go get some sleep. And then be up nice and early. Matter of fact, I didn't even look at the train time. I got to take the train in tomorrow, especially if we're going to go to the bar afterwards. So there's a lot I got to get to. Then I got to pick up a, a baby seat. We need to get a car seat because we only have one right now. But my wife's going to go, uh, you know, do something Saturday on her own. I want to have the car seat, so I, additional car seat in my car. And I don't like taking the damn thing out and putting it back. You know what I mean? It's such a pain in the neck. Going to be bad enough as to actually put another one in my car now. But taking it out, moving it around, what a what a pain in the you-know-what. It's just, it never ends. It never ends. Anyway, so there's a lot to get. I have to pick that up tomorrow, then go to work. There's just, there's a lot involved here. But I'll tell you this. I'm excited to be doing the show with Evan, and I'm excited to be going out to watch Knicks playoffs game six in Miami. Second round, hoping to get a victory and bring it back home for Game 7. Byron is calling from Massapequa. What's up, Byron? Hey, what's up, man? How's everything going? How are you, Byron? I'm good, man. You know, I want to talk about the Knicks rotation. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody talks about the minutes that were logged by, uh, you know, Brunson. And, uh, like, give me a guy. You, you really think it's possible that uh, 48 when you guys come off the bench? That what now? Like Fortier, McBride, one of these like bench guys could have an impact on the game and like make us survive. No, I don't think you will see. I mean, look, McBride maybe in an emergency uh, to give um, give Brunson some rest. You know, being that quickly is out. You're not going to see Evan Fournier if you haven't seen him now. You're not seeing Fournier. I agree, but like if they, I was, you know, I was just looking for a name because you know. Thibodeau, he had like a really big, he rolled a lot of guys out. You know what I'm saying? With what? You're talking about with quickly being out? No, no, I'm talking about like through the year. You know, like, we usually had like nine or ten guys playing oh. every night. That was just yeah. one from the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I mean, or- it usually it gets shortened up in the postseason. I think it will be even shorter if Emmanuel quickly were to be healthy. I mean, look, and the Knicks bench, they haven't given you anything, Byron, and thank you for the call. Nick's bench hasn't given the Knicks anything. Even when Quick uh, quickly was healthy, he was not performing up to the levels that he did in the in the regular season, and that has been a problem because he's a player that could take them to another level. Obi Toppin gave him some excellent minutes in Game Five off the bench. He was terrific. Hartenstein has done an excellent job, really all year long, being the backup to Mitch. I'd rather have Hartenstein in there than Mitch at times. Mitchell Robinson was driving me nuts in Game Five. He's got to be better. Mike is calling from Eastchester. Mike? Hey, Sal. How's it going, Sal? How are you, Mike? 
Yeah, I was just talking about, you know, the Braves, you know, when, when they bring up their prospects, they walk into a stadium, you got, they're looking at seasons from 1995, you got a decade worth of NLDS championships. When you come into a Mets stadium as a prospect, you're looking up and what are we seeing up on our banners, you know? We're not yeah, seeing but that doesn't mean anything. I, I don't think you're getting caught up in, I, in that history. I, I, I really think that they have history that helps their players bring the best out of them. Where the Mets, I don't, I, I don't know what it is about that's going on within the organization that they cannot develop their prospects to when they come up and produce. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that that's the case, Mike. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. I, I don't think that, that that the history has anything to do with it, and especially now where you know the, these young guys, the the history of some of these franchises is so far removed from these young guys. They don't, they don't care about that. They care about the now. And for the Mets in particular, remember this is still early phase here under new ownership. Steve Cohen is building this thing the right way, ground up. Investing money into the farm systems to help, you know, draft, develop, all that stuff. It's going to take years to see that come to fruition. In the meantime, he's going to spend the most money and hope to have a good team. Right now, he spent the most money, but he doesn't have a good team, at least for now. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Connor Green. Thanks to Alex Azarm. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Be back again tomorrow afternoon with Evan at 2 o'clock. We'll talk to you then. Fleegs is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 1019 Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.